0: Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go.
1: Hi, welcome, Brandon C. White. So glad to have you here today. Could you tell us
2: a little bit about yourself um, and what you do? Oh, Thanks for having me, Rosemary. Really appreciate it. Um, I guess the best way to describe me is an entrepreneur investor. I started my career back in 19... Well, I think entrepreneurship really found me. I started back in Mm -hmm. my first, quote unquote, what I would consider real business beyond the lemonade stand Uh um, in 1996. And I started what became the largest social networking site for sport fishermen on the internet.
1: That is an interesting niche.
2: Well, then, uh, it is.
1: That it was is. back when there was
2: barely internet, right? Uh, that's right. So, uh, I mean, people thought that the internet was AOL. Ironically, I did go <laughs> work for AOL in the early days, but uh, yeah, exactly. Your your modem and call waiting.
1: <laughs> that was so exciting. <laughs> you I sit really there waiting for that to connect. It's like yes. <laughs>
2: And we used to connect to the. I was working on my master's at the time, and we connected the. Um, what did we connect? We connected to the school internet by borrowing an internet connection. I think at 14 bot, but exactly what you're describing. And I, I swear, I shouldn't swear. Maybe I'm not supposed to swear here, but <laughs> but I must have connected 39 times a day, if not a hundred, because the connection keep getting dropped. Yeah. Because the school network back then, you know, it was early. So um, but it was it was it was an amazing time to be on the Internet. It really was.
1: How did you market your site back then? Because I am sure it was quite different than what's available at your fingertips now.
2: Well, to be honest, uh, the fundamentals really haven't changed. We didn't have paid advertising, which effectively is what the world has turned to, I I don't think you need to do that today, but um, it certainly does help your business. But the, we did email marketing. Uh, The only difference was, was that when we would go to places and get email addresses off of um, message boards, and we would email people, they would email back and say, (laughs) thank you so much for, I mean, seriously, because it was You know, it was a relatively, it was still a lot of people on there, but it was a relatively small community of people who were genuinely interested in the quote unquote internet. Um, They were excited to get emails back then, right? Yeah, like, oh my God, I got this email. There wasn't email marketing. It was, and truthfully, I was emailing people to say, hey, come and check out the site. I know you're a fisherman. And then SEO. And I got really, really good at SEO. Um, In fact, we built our, I would say, 95% of our traffic. And uh, at at the end, when I sold that company, we had over 200,000 people um, visit. And we had uh, 60,000 confirmed signups with real email addresses. I, I hand screened every single email and you couldn't sign up with a free email address because I didn't want any spam. Um, and ironically, everybody talks about membership sites. I I, I don't know that I am an innovator or a renegade or whatever it is, but we were charging a subscription and a third of our revenue came from subscription from the very, very early days. Um, so how did you know
1: to do all of this? Was it natural? Did it just your curiosity lead you in one step after the other?
2: Uh, I totally made it up. I didn't even know how to build a business (laughs) plan. I got a, I had, I was working on my master's in psychology of all things. Wow. Not even, well, marketing is psychology. No, it's all psychology, but uh, the business part, I I had business acumen and I had done a lot of stuff, but my master, my, my major was psychology. And um, I got a book from Barnes and Noble in Annapolis, Maryland, on how to write a business plan. But back back then, business plans were very, very, very different. Uh, they were fifty plus pages, and this like it was it was an essay. Um, but I got that book and I built a business plan, and probably within a year had raised a million dollars. That's incredible,
1: incredible. So where did this lead you from your first business to now?
2: Uh, well, that was a really windy, interesting roads. I think if I took off this sweatshirt, you'll see a bunch of scars. Uh, <laughs> and, and we probably don't have enough time to to talk about all of them today. But the I actually the in, the internet uh, crash or whatever dot com the first dot, dot com, com crash, which some people will remember who are listening. Some people might not have been born. I I hope you were. But um, 2001, the the internet crashed, and we. I bought the company back from the investors and restarted it, and then ultimately ran it as a cash cow and sold it. And I used that business, that money from that cash flow, because within a few months we, we were very profitable, um, mainly because I readjusted and made I made a ton of mistakes in that in the first I don't know what you call a chapter of the business, <laughs> but um, later built another company off of that, which. And used the funding to do that, which then led to another company, which I ultimately sold as well. Um, and I sold the internet site to a large media company in Canada called Vertical Scope, who was doing a roll-up of a bunch of niches, which really made sense. Um, and and candidly, I had thought about doing, uh, I think I got, I love media, Rosemary. Like, uh, there's, a, uh, there's just no better business other than software, uh, in my opinion- than than media because of the margins and and reaching so many people and just having fun um, So I ultimately did that and now I am an investor angel investor uh, I was a venture capitalist. I work at two venture firms. I did do About a year and four months in the early days at america online, believe it or not um, And I had a ton of fun and now i'm running a few companies invested in some and really enjoying the opportunity to do what I want to do. Uh, Mainly, it was never about the money for me. It was always about owning my own time.
1: So because of what you learned early on, um, a lot of people struggle to be able to create what you have created and be able to create one business after the other, after the other. What are some key components of to be able to create a successful business, sell it, and then build another one?
2: Uh, mainly, you gotta have a plan, and and nobody likes to plan. Truthfully, everybody wants to love their idea, and we all love the ideas. But at the end of the day, it it, it is you've got to execute on a business plan. Um, and I invent, I say, invented a, after two decades of investing and being an entrepreneur and raising money and selling companies and whatnot. I came up with a thirteen-slide business plan that i have used truthfully like that is if there's uh well there's i don't know if there's a, a lot of secrets but if there's one secret it is you got to have a plan you got to follow it and you got to run your numbers this stuff isn't uh can you get lucky maybe you can get lucky and have a product take off and because you solve such a such a huge pain point for someone or a lot of people that word of mouth spreads but um a lot of it's in the numbers and in execution. And then the other part is, is that I think I just stick with it. Uh, and I've killed, I, I, I've i talked about the successes. What you didn't hear about is the other 18 <laughs> businesses that didn't work that I killed pretty fast, um, you know, and that were disappointing along the way. But I, I think it is just showing up every day. And, you know, the, everybody says this, but I, everybody says this, but for some reason, Rosemary, nobody listens um, or only a few percentage of the people listen. It's just is that you got to show up and keep doing it, and you got to just keep taking the rejection that you're going to get, and keep moving forward. And on top of that, I, I'm going to say this lovingly, not not being stubborn. Most people are so stuck on their idea that they believe, you know, it's a self licking ice cream cone, as my friend says. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's like. I know this is a great product. Okay, well, if you know it's such a great product, why aren't other people buying it? But I know it's a great product. Well, as soon as you're in that mind or it, forget mindset because that's overused, as soon <laughs> as you're talking like that, you are not opening to, to moving. So you have to decide, I think, people have to decide. Do you want to run a business that might not be this, you know, this mug? you know, it's not this mug, but it's another mug, maybe the mug, maybe it's not a mug. Maybe it's uh, something that looks like this that holds liquid. And are you willing to move to build something like this and still run a business? And I think that's where people get stuck.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I've done it myself. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) guilty. Um, And it's painful to hear, but it is a very, very, very true. And What do you see as far as when you say that you um, killed 18 other businesses and opportunities, one of the things that I've noticed about successful people is they make decisions quickly and they move on and move faster than the average person. How quick do you know that a business isn't going to work? What are the signs?
2: Uh, Lack of people paying you. I mean, (laughs) I I, I mean, it really is that, that, I mean, there's some nuances to that, right? Like you could have your message wrong. uh, You could have your marketing a little off, your packaging could stink. But in general, if people aren't paying you, then likely there's something off. And at some point you have to decide, am I going to keep doing this for free and losing money, am I going to change, right? Um, or am I going to kill this and just totally move on? And I think, I, I don't think it's magic. Either people pay you for your product or service or they don't. Um, and I think you have to go through a series of steps that test your sales and marketing. Because because truthfully, I mean, it's like uh, sending an email if you sent, I, I sent an email this morning, uh, smuggling a sailboat out of Venezuela, that's probably going to get a very high open rate, right? Yeah. But one that I said, um Build your financials and, you know, like that, I, I'm making that up, build your financials today. People are like, oh my God, that's so much pain. My point is, is that I could easily say, oh, well, my, I'm, a, I'm a terrible email marketer. Well, I'm not a terrible email marketer. I just needed to get to some headlines that actually people would open and would do that. So my point in telling that story is, is that I think you go through a very rapid, very intense testing period of the sales and marketing to make sure that you don't give up before it you don't give up too soon because your sales and marketing were off because there's tons of stories out there where the product same product different person takes it market it, positions it differently to a different market and sells it so uh, I know that's a long-winded answer to your question when do you know but at the end of the day you are either making money By selling your product or service or you're not it's pretty simple yeah people make it way too complicated I mean I spent like 110,000 dollars on an MBA to learn that but um uh you you don't have to my my one mentor who sold two companies and one of them to Warren Buffett said you know Brandon we were we were driving fishing one day I used to fish with him every Friday I was really lucky I met him through my company actually uh became great friends just talked to him yesterday um and he said, Brandon, business, he barely graduated college, by the way, this is super successful. If you sell your company to Warren Buffett, I, I think you're pretty successful.
1: Pretty successful.
2: Uh, he, he said, it's really simple, Brandon. He said, you have a revenue line, you have an expense line, and then you have profit. And if you don't have profit after some period of time, your business probably doesn't work. And the other secret he always taught me and and- You know, this is, I think, gotten popular across the internet. I don't know. But, you know, the truth is, is what I've lived by um, is he's like, I just try to do like a little better every day. That's it. Just a little better and one thing. If you could just get one thing done for your business every day, it's like, you know, what happens if you double a penny every day? You know what that equals? Equals like 5,900,000. I can't do the math. I haven't, uh, I got off caffeine recently, so uh, I'm a little slow. But uh, it's like 5,900,000 or something. So my point is, is that th- that effect really does add up. And I think people miss these people. There's, There's a lot of people out there trying to make business this super- magical thing it's really pretty simple have a product that solves a person's problem that they're willing to pay you for and run it at a, at, at a profit um don't get lost in, in in the other stuff there's plenty of nuances around cash flow and things that can bite you but um in general i really think that that that's that's what makes a successful business
1: so i would say then really it's about ego more than anything else
2: Uh, I think most people are um, not in touch with themselves, insecure. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm I'm saying everybody tends to, I say everybody, a lot of people tend to have that. Um, I I actually don't subscribe to the belief out there that entrepreneurship's for everyone. If that was the, I mean, I think it's actually insulting to me as an entrepreneur, candidly. Um, That would be like me telling a heart surgeon that anyone can do it. No, not everyone can be a heart surgeon, period. Right. It, it, it's not this, you're not entitled to be an entrepreneur. You're not. You earn being an entrepreneur and um, it's hard. And you do have to, you have to have an ego. You. I would say this, you have to have incredible self-awareness.
1: Yes, that was the word that was popping in my head was self-awareness.
2: If you yeah. do not have that, you will you will go down a trail. Uh, you will go down a trail that you will lose a lot of money and a lot of time in your life.
1: And yeah, and it'll add a lot of stress. <laughs> Which affects you, affects your family, your friends. It just affects your entire life. One of the things that you hear in entrepreneurial world is do what you love and never work a day in your life. Oh, the dream. That's a bunch of BS. <laughs> Cause you got like uh, you said, you gotta to work to make this happen. It just isn't gonna happen.
2: No, I, I think it's I think it's possible. I think it's possible, but you know, if you like to, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think there's a way to make money at almost anything, and I, I learned that. I actually did learn that in business school. is one of the, uh, one of the many lessons I learned. But my innovation per- professor, Al Seegers uh, at UNC Chapel Hill, had a bottle of Voss water on the desk, and he said, "This is an example of of how to think creativity, create, create." be creative about positioning a commodity. Right. And and you know, it always struck me that, you know, Voss Water sells for seven dollars a bottle. I have no idea if it's any better than any other bottle, you know, but but it's a nice bottle. A, <laughs> yeah. My I think my my point in telling you that story is is that not to take anybody's wind out of anyone's sales to say that you can't um do what you love and make money. I think it's that that that's not a a right. You're not entitled to that. It doesn't just happen magically. Mm. Um, And people who want you to believe that are probably selling you something that's not worth the money they're selling.
1: Yeah. So one of my previous episodes um, where I interviewed a man who made money when he was young, he wasn't good in school. He didn't go to college. He didn't have any like dreams or anything like that. Didn't know where he was going. And he started picking up trash for businesses outside, not a machine or anything like that, picking up trash by hand, walking around their buildings. And he, he turned that into a $100,000 business in a year. And now it's a $600,000 a b- year business, which amazes me just picking up trash. So it goes back to anything, literally anything
2: you can make a business out of. And if you're not, you're just not thinking, you're, you're not being creative but that's that doesn't mean that it, it's it that always happens right he right he, i mean and there's so many moments in the journey where you where someone will want to quit yes. and um you know i think i think what i will say is is that at, at, um once you have success I mean, it was hard to get to where I got on an exit, like selling a business that someone pays you uh, a lot of money for is um, is hard. Like, like there's a whole process to even sell your business. Like, there's a whole process at a corporation that has to go through. Like, it's not just you know, it it, it it's just so many things. But uh, once you get there and you see it you get more confidence. Um, and I would suggest that you you don't need to sell your business to get the confidence. What you need to do is get profitable and realize that you can make money doing that business. And then there's this weird thing. It's like a flywheel. You start to get more confidence. And even when you're not getting success, you believe that as you move forward continue to move forward, something good will happen. So that's really what I do, right? I'm just, I just, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, st- because if you stop, you never even have a chance to get to anything good. So I think the key is to, the key is to just keep moving and have confidence and believe that something good will happen. And and if you don't have to be religious, you don't have to be uh, spiritual All you have to do is play the odds. Like the odds are that you will eventually, you you know, no, 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 no. Yeah, I guess you could. The odds are that maybe that could continue to happen, but likely not going to happen. So, So, you know, keep moving forward. If you stop, you turn around or you go back, you don't see anything new and you don't get any opportunities.
1: So one last question is how did building all of these businesses and learning along the way, um, how did that affect your personal life, your family life? And how did you balance all of that?
2: Uh well, I don't think there's anything, you know, I I I, I like to believe that I teach mind body business, but there's no mind body business with no balance. There, there's my tagline. But there like anybody who tells you I, I think anybody who tells you that I think is selling you something that is worth the money that they're selling. Like, um it's Balancing is, I guess, a really interesting subject that Rosemary we could probably talk a long time about. But how I did it was this is I was very upfront with my wife now wife that this is this is what it is. This is who I am. Um, and it's, you know, it's going to be an adventure. It's not going to be hard. I'm probably not cut out to go work in corporate America. And, you know, that, and she signed up for it and never in 23 years has she ever on the 29th said, where the heck is the money coming from the mortgage? She just believed that it would be there. Um, And I think the other thing that I would say is, is that we have a relation and I'm going to like, people are like, well, Brandon, you're not talking about business here. Well, I actually am. You just don't realize that I am uh, if you're saying that. But our relationship, both of us, uh, is an addition to our already existing life. And I think when you have a relationship like that and you understand that about one another and you accept that um, and any insecurities that happen in relationships, that allows a foundation for people to do whatever they want if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a corporate person, if you want to go work at a nonprofit, if you want to volunteer, I don't care. Um, But that's been the, really the secret to my success. And I, I do, I do put a high priority on exercise. Um, It's uh, I actually get more work done on my bike. Um, It's good for everything. And, you know, once you start getting in your 40s, you really need to exercise six days a week or the you're either gro- you're either growing, you're either keeping it to where you're you're sort of gaining maybe a little bit or you're going backwards fast. So six days a week of exercise, but uh, I've just prioritized it. But that doesn't mean that I'm sitting here preaching Rosemary like, oh, I'm the perfect angel that, you know, there have been <laughs> there have been times where I get absolutely focused on a project that we're doing or a product or whatever we're doing. And I just will go three days without, you know, just hammering away at it. But, you know, for me, anything over 72 hours is a red flag. Like, I'm going to not be, I'm not going to be as happy. I'm not going to be as pleasant to be around. Um, And I know that about myself. So this is all that comes back to it, you know, the the word you were thinking uh, that you transported to me, which is really self-awareness
1: self awareness yeah it really is and i and i totally agree about the exercise especially as we get older and it really does it changes your mindset it gives you the energy and the i don't know i can't explain but it is there is a difference direct correlation between exercising and having a high quality of life in all different aspects
2: <laughs> your absolutely you really but i think the I think your relationship and your family, like everybody, everybody in a business plan or whatever is like, oh, well, who's your number one co-founder or teammate? Like, most people miss that. It, it it it's not the person on the page, it's the person, your your significant other at home and your family. Like uh you you will have a really tough time. Like this is it's just not meant for everybody. And and people, if you have someone on the other side who's saying you should be doing this or isn't supporting you. I'm not suggesting that the other person doesn't have the right to say that right because I don't know everybody's circumstances in in many cases I I, I tend to agree with their partner um, <laughs> but, but, so so you, you just got to you got to figure that one out um and if you don't uh that just uh, you know in uh, in fishing there's this thing where you do everything you can to, to, if you want to catch really big fish and you want to catch trophy fish, you've got to do so many things right. And it's, it's the, the little things, right? Like checking your leader before you throw out another cast to make sure it doesn't have a nick in it, checking your knot to make sure your knot works, sharpening your hook, Um there's so many little things that add up to that you you don't want to take for granted. And same thing in entrepreneurship, like there's so many little things and the odds are against you just like in catching a big fish, the odds are generally against you and landing that fish. Mm-hmm. The odds are against you. You, you want to do every single little thing. Otherwise, you know, that Nick in your leader, that thing goes the wrong way, it breaks off. And now you've just, you know, you've lost the fish of a lifetime. So um, you gotta, you gotta get all these things in my opinion opinion right it doesn't mean that people don't do it uh with high stress but you know it you have to ask yourself is it worth it
1: that's a great analogy so the last question is how often do you get to go fishing
2: i actually uh that well i am not going to burst anybody's bubble here because of something you said earlier which i tend to agree with which is do do what you love and uh you know it, life will be grand i haven't fished i fish with my nephew because I, I love my nephew and i, I love what having fun with them, But as for myself fishing, I haven't been fishing in seven years. And the reason is, is because I did what I loved and it turned into a business and I got burned out. Uh. Um, so, um, it doesn't mean that someday I won't, I got all my fishing equipment and I love talking fishing and, um, but I think I got tired of it really. Uh, I love riding my bike. I love surfing, you know, s- some new things. And, um, I think that, You just have to be careful what you ask for. Sometimes doing the thing you love and keeping it as a hobby can be a good thing as well.
1: I love that. Thank you, Brandon C. White. So appreciate all the valuable information that you shared with our listeners. This was an amazing episode. Where can people connect with you?
2: Uh, The best place is just to check me out on my website at Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, C as in Charlie, white w h i t e.com uh and all the information my podcast uh i put a ton of free information out there for people just just hoping that they don't get the same sort of scars that i have and if you can just avoid one then you'll you be doing a little bit better so thanks thanks you so much again it's just brandoncwhite.com and that's about all my information contact me everything's there
0: Russ Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit rushyeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag Becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to rushjager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.